Thank you for tuning in to Voice of Islam Jamaica. The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners. Welcome once again to Voice of Islam. Here at Voice of Islam, we seek to educate the general public on issues and matters relating to Islam and also questions and concerns that people may have about the religion of Islam. I am your host, Imam Ibrahim Fawson. Voice of Islam is sponsored and brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community. And for the knowledge of the new listeners, the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam which believes in the advent of the promised Messiah or the reformer of the age in the person of His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed. Spread across over 200 countries, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is a peace-loving community which rejects any form of violence against God's creation. Our motto has always been love for all and hatred for none. Today on Voice of Islam, we shall take a look at the threat of World War III and the effects. Last week after the um, killing of the Iranian uh, general Qasim Soleimani, the whole world has been on alert and on Twitter to be precise, the most popular hashtag word within last week was word war three it appears the world has been on the alert of a possible world war i am joined in studio today by imam Tariq azim president and missionary in charge of the ahmadiyya muslim community who is going to help me dissect what is going on because as a religious community we can only operate when there is peace in the surrounding and also in the world in general. In the course of the program, if you want to be part of it, you can send us your message via WhatsApp to 839533 and the country code is 876. So, Imam Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to Voice of Islam. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessings of God be upon you and all the listeners. Imam Tariq, um, for members of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, this is not a news to us because for the past 10 years, our spiritual leader has been advising members and warning us against the, you know, the threat of a world war. And to put it you know, rightly, I can say we have been almost like alert all the time for the past 10 years coming. But um, it appears the entire world is now being alert that considering the circumstances around the world, it appears that there is um, a world war around the corner. To, to put it in a different way, it appears the world is sitting on a time bomb. Is that the case? If that's the case, what are the signs that show us that yes we are in a dangerous time and we need to be careful yes um, you you have stated it right I mean it is like the world is sitting on a time bomb a ticking time bomb and it, it could it could just be you know 
it could blow the world or the people or the civilization into pieces any second unfortunately that is true and our community and our spiritual leader uh, the head of Ahmadiyya Muslim community has been warning for more than a decade now that unless we change the ways as a as a as a you know as a society as a community as a world together we change the ways uh, we will not be able to avert the you know this looming world war 3 each time whenever people go away from the teachings of god almighty there is going to be a punishment if we look around the world the teachings given in the bible in the holy quran or other major scriptures of the world are being neglected so severely that we can see that a punishment of god has to come this is exactly what happened in the times times before and people especially in those eras completely forgot that god could punish them in any way and they continued to uh, you know increase in in uh, in wrongful actions and then what happened the punishment of god came we t we hear about uh, prophet moses and his opponents god punished the opponents we hear about prophet lot we hear about prophet noah he, he built his ark and invited people to come and accept god but people didn't and eventually they were punished so all these things we you know prophets have always been warning and uh, this is exactly the case today the successor the leader of ahmadiyya muslim community has been warning for a number of years and he's been saying that unless we turn unless we change the way we are dealing with each other with other people with other nations with other races ethnicities we will not be safe for too long so as you mentioned as you asked that what are some of the signs of world war three there are so many signs unfortunately that that if we pay attention we can see that the world war three is right around the corner as you stated i mean just just look at the conflicts that are taking pr place around the world none of those are secret we, we've been hearing them in the news for a very long time we know very recently just about last week the u.s and iran situation sure one of the leaders of Ira uh, of iran who was visiting iraq was in iraq was you know shot down was assassinated by u.s and then immediately iran retaliated by attacking the u.s base in iraq so that is just one of the most recent conflict that has escalated. Sure, sure. But then there is also the conflict that has been going on for some time between U.S. and North Korea. Yeah. Right? I, if you remember a year or two ago, sure. the leaders of both these countries were attacking each other with words on, uh, on Twitter. Sure. And, and it seemed like that, I shouldn't say joking, but playing with words about, you know, uh, God forbid, attacking each other with throwing nukes or sure. destroying um, each other's at, country. At a point, you could feel that one of them or each one of them had their hands on the button just to press. Exactly, I mean, exactly. They indicated that, like already aimed towards each other and ready to attack. Then there is the situation of U.S. and China. There is, uh, at times, there isn't direct confrontation, but, you know, financially, economically, we see that how U.S. has been putting sanctions sure. and how you china on the on the other hand has been retaliating and then not just that they have been supporting different wars and different countries uh, in the same wars which which is creating problem and it, it it could erupt somewhere so other than that i mean i've mentioned us iran us north korea us china and when i say us it doesn't yeah. just mean us there is allies sure. of the us okay right so that th th you see that this is a block 
This is like one group being formed that is ready to attack or fight or attack all these other countries. I As I mentioned, um, North Korea, US, US China. And, and Russia is also another another. Exactly. Factor. US and Russia is there as well. So when you look at this, I, I, haven't, I haven't even gone through all the list. When you look at it, what's happening is it's U.S. and its allies, which are going to support U.S. no matter what because their economy, because of their their politics, everything is dependent on those nations. So it's not because U.S. has to be right or just, or Iraq or Iran have to be right or just, or China or USA have to be right or just. Just because our um, you know interests are associated with those countries, we become or most countries become allied in with them yeah, inclined, inclined, inclined to towards them so u.s whatever good or bad it does all these allies of u.s in most cases support whatever decision the u.s is taking and that's not just with the with this side where i mentioned north korea china iran russia you mentioned all these four, God forbid, if there were is there to be a war, they they would play their part. Yeah, it is, it is possible they might even come together. They might even come together. I, I mean, I I was about to get to the example of Syria. Sure. Syria, the war has been going on for a very long time. Why has this war gone on so long? The reason is that one party is being supported by U.S. and its allies, U.S. and its allies including. Canada, UK perhaps, and several other countries. And then when you look at the other side, Russia is supporting the, the regime there. Sure. And it is mentioned that those, uh, the, the military of, uh, the, of, the, of the current uh, head of state of Syria sure. is trained in China by the Chinese. All so right. I mean, what I'm saying is I'm not, we're not here to take sides with anybody because no. we want peace for the world. Sure. We don't want destruction, but this is just an indication that uh, who's getting destroyed in this case. It's Syria who's paying the price. The, the price. But, you know, both these uh, both groups in Syria, the rebels as well as the government, are being supported by different major world powers and things that things are happening. And it appears they are using uh, Syria to test their weapons to see how which I mean party has the strongest weapon. And by so doing, causing the lives of innocent civilians. Exactly. And uh, uh, interestingly, I mean, just the recent incident where th uh, the World War Three situation escalated again. Sure. Just now, uh, Iran and U.S. Now look at where this war took place, if, if we are to call this war sure. or a confrontation. The Iranian yeah. leader... The uh, the military leader he was visiting Kasim, Iraq. Kasim Soleimani. Kasim Soleimani. He was visiting Iraq. That's where U.S. invaded and attacked him. Where did Iran retaliate in, in Iraq. Iraq again? So both these countries, which are involved directly in the war, Iran and U.S., are not attacking on each other's soil, but rather using another place, country. which has nothing, so somewhat nothing to do with the war, and it's 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 being you know pushed. So. Uh, it's it's not good but at the same time if these countries are to go head to head this this is we as i mentioned to you sure. the blocks are already formed the formation of the blocks is there and just like the second world war when that took place exactly the same thing was happening it's not like it just started overnight it wasn't that germany was you know hitler or nazis were by themselves and they started a war against all the other countries no rather they were allies they were groups germany and japan we know very well and you know the, so uk canada us us you know and many other countries they were all together and it, it, as i mentioned it didn't happen overnight they were pushed uh, different situations pushed them together and then when the war actually took place it was an extremely severe war uh, you know we will definitely look into that further down 
that's these are just some of the conditions I've mentioned. One another th another thing we should look at, we look at the conditions of United Nations today. Okay. United Nations is a body uh, which was uh, established some point after World War II with this intention that it will uh, maintain peace in the world. Sure. UN today, United Nations is... It, is, uh, is, it, is it doing that? Well, see, e e even if I were to say that they are trying, even if we say that they are trying, uh, their efforts uh, are not yielding the results that, that are part of their sure, sure. agenda. Right? What is happening is that they, they are so weak at this point, you know, in, in, in managing that the wars are still going on. They have in, in United Nations, we hear many good speeches and many other things taking place. But unfortunately, because the greed and power uh, hungry that the people have become, the leaders of different countries have become, uh, it, it, they, it is not helping anything. So this is something that was happening just before the Second World War. After the First World War, a league was formed, just like United Nations, sure. and that league was called League of Nations. What happened then? That league failed to stop the Second World War. And we see something similar taking place today also. Then there is also the issue of, you know, we had uh, the terror group ISIS sure. and how it has established itself in several uh, different countries, not just in Iraq, even though to an extent it is suppressed as to what it was before but it is there the you know the, the the ground or the foundation is still found in several different places then there is also the issue of ukraine and russia i can go on Even yemen, this is the yemen, situation yemen of the world another, another case exactly yemen. yemen is another case pakistan and india sure to both nuclear powers are uh, have been at you know at each other's throat for some time now and earlier this year so earlier last year they were very close to the brink of a major war uh, which was for, uh, fortunately avoided at that point but there's other things boiling up in different parts of the world which is an indication that world war three is around the corner the situation looks gory um god forbid should such a war happen will it have um financial implication of course i think most of our listeners might not have forgotten the 2008 um, financial crisis which hit europe and other um, countries so hard and it had effect on almost every country in the world could such a war should it happen have financial implication yes uh, definitely because when there is unemployment in the world generally in most countries if their people are having financial troubles people are ready to risk their lives for anything right that's what we have been seeing unemployment has been on the rise lately in different parts of the world riots have been taking place in uh, in france and many countries in the europe actually in canada and and also in iran and other parts of the world so uh, this is an indication that financial situation is quite terrible just like it was before the second world war which became a one of the reasons sure. for the countries to go to war so we as you uh, asked about financial condition the current financial situation is already quite terrible which can lead us towards um towards financial uh, or towards world war 3 which would cause further damage to our not just our finances but our way of life completely thank you very much um imam tariq the conclusion i can draw is it appears the world in general we are not learning from history because after what happened in world war 1 and world war 2 people who are reasonable would think that we wouldn't make that mistake again and considering the adv advancement we've had 
the technological advancement and the way the world has become so un united to the extent that the world is seen as a global village it was it was the view that we would be very careful in treading um you know towing the same path that led to first world war and second world war but then it appears we have never learned from history and that is one of the failures i mean one of the mistakes we keep i mean they're doing let's look at the effects sometimes when you discuss this people think that you are just being too pessimistic, pessimistic basically mm -hmm. to put it that way should there be such a war what would be the effects globally effects would be extremely terrible we can see that the first world war there was more than 40 million casualties 40 million. 40 million. When we talk about deaths alone that died, people that died, 20 million. 20 million people died in, that is the first and world And most of them will be civilians. This, uh, I'm not exactly sure, but the second world war, I'll tell you, second world war, 60 million, 62 million rather to be exact, people were killed. 62 million people died. And how many of those were civilians? 40 million of those were civilians. Now, I mean, just look at these numbers. That's threatening. Look, exactly. Look at the numbers. What is the population of Jamaica? Roughly about, about 3 million? About, yeah, 3 million. 20 times the population of Jamaica. 20 times the population. That many people were killed in the world. In a single war. That lasted 5-6 years. But and during those days... The weapons they had were not so advanced and did not have that devastating effect like the weapons we have today, the atomic, you know, bombs and the nuclear bombs and other other huge, you know, bombs that could be dropped on one country and then everything goes, you know, dark. Exactly. I mean, th th the reason I brought the First World War and the Second World War, there was only about a 20... 20 year gap between them 1918 first one ended 1939 30, the yeah, second one started, started yeah. and because of the weapon advancement and involvement of different more countries than past the war uh, brought three times more deaths in the you know sure, in that sure, short span sure. of time uh, the advancement in technology and whatnot affected brought that much destruction now over p in past 80 90 years since the second world war the situation in technology, in, in, in weapons, has gotten way beyond what it was in, in that 20-year gap. So, I, I, I mean, we cannot even imagine what kind of destruction. If you're just to go by these numbers, we can imagine, uh, you know, at least a 10-time increase in, in, in destruction. But I think even that would be understating. But I'll give you an example. I, I, it is said that Einstein, the famous scientist, was one time asked, that how would the fourth world war or third world war be fought? How the third world war be fought? What would happen to it? He said it is hard to say that what that war would be like, but I can tell you that th how the fourth world war would be fought, and that is with sticks and stones. Meaning everything is completely gone. Everything is gone. Basically, whatever technology and advancement and whatever we have. If we are to have a fourth world war after this one, it would be it would it would bring us back to that age of caveman living in the caves, or meaning in the sense that very basic and uh, extremely simple lifestyle where everything would be destroyed from us, that all the blessings or all the achievements that we've you know advancements we have made. So this is the situation, or this is the uh, this gives us an idea what kind of war that would be. So. Nuclear war 
as we see and as we keep hearing many countries not just uh, the the superpowers but even some some of the small countries when i say small countries uh, who are not yet as advanced but they have nuclear sure. technology and they are trigger happy they are ready to just you know that is that is one uh, one of the the bad side of having a weapon if you have a weapon for instance um if you have um you buy a a nice shoe you'd want to wear it you know exhibit it outside for others to see when you buy a weapon the next thing you want to do is to test it you cannot just go to the bush and test it so you create a war and that is what is going on that what appears to be going on exactly and and nuclear war would be of such devastation that 1945 when us attacked japan yeah. two cities hiroshima and nagasaki yeah. more than it is estimated that more than 200,000 people were killed through those bombings and now the technology has advanced so much that the 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 missiles the bombs and everything it would cause so much more devastation in comparison to what we witnessed 80 years ago when we look at the uh, uh, at those cities today even today we cannot uh, compare Co- that to yeah, a regular sure. other land that we see in the world so i mean the deaths aside that place is is such that it cannot be inhabited properly or safely right and this is what we are heading towards if god forbid there is a world war 3 that that comes and the way we perceive it is going to be fought with nuclear weapons and what not the destruction would be such that people would be left without any any of the basic uh, resources that we use today and even the land that we um, will will have it will become you know um, will give us nothing basically this is how the w- what we s- we see the effects of a nuclear war interestingly most of the people who lived who survived the effect of first world war most of them of course might not be alive today Correct. there might be few of those who survived the second world war who might be alive and i believe they might be the right people to warn us yes. that you guys may be playing with fire if you consider what we went through um some 60 70 years ago it is something that nobody should ever pray that it happens and as a religious community we've been doing our best praying but then the um the final decision rests with the the powers basically the world powers who um have what it takes to stop such kind of war in our discussions you know you mentioned US 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 and US and North Korea US and Russia US and China US and Iran and it appears um as we say we are we are not making taking side but then it it is something that i believe um US also has a role to play and i believe if tempest come down from that corner i believe um a lot a lot could be achieved because most of the world now is looking up to the united states yes. whether we like it or not i mean the the currency the us currency happens to be the the world number one currency which is used and quoted but then it shows how um valuable and how important place the us you know holds in our society and i believe um we have to also you know um concentrate on our prayers that god give some of the leaders who have uh, what it takes god should give them wisdom to choose the right course which will benefit almost all of us indeed yes now uh, you've you've given us an idea about the effect the general effect let's come down to jamaica of course somebody would say that jamaica is not a party to any of the sides indirectly jamaica has a lot to to gain or lose 
based on how you have, you know, faith in any battle or any war. Yes, indeed. As a smaller country like Jamaica, God forbid, should there be such a war, what might be some of the effects that this country and the people are likely to, to see? Because most of the people on the street have never thought about this. And I think we can take our time and let people know why we all need to pray. And if there are some kind of precautionary measures we can take also, we take. What are some of the effects that people can go through? See, people might think that we are living in Jamaica and our country because it's not involved directly in any uh, war uh, that is taking place, the wars that are taking place around the globe right now. So therefore, we will be safe. But we have to keep in mind that no, when a war happens, especially th that like a war like World War, it has an impact on every country in the world. You see, what happens when there's a world war? There's at least two major superpowers going against each other. And if you realize each country, each smaller country, when I say smaller meaning uh, in comparison to the superpower, is attached to one or another superpower. Sure. Countries around the US are very, very much dependent on the economy of US. Canada's economy, Canada being such a large country, is, is you know, because US is the only neighbor, its main industry, its industry generally, every type of industry is mainly associated with the US. Same thing with other countries around the Caribbean. They're mostly, in many ways, dependent and tied. Their economy is tied with the economy of the US. When you go towards Asia, for example, you would notice the economy of countries like Pakistan and other countries around Iran is dependent on China to an extent. Sure. Right? And there are many other countries whose th their economies are completely dependent on China. Some would be similarly with Russia and many other. So one thing needs to be understood that we are, if God forbid there is to be a war, we as Jamaica are going to be affected by it very seriously. That is just looking at it from financial point of view that our economies are tied with those countries with at least one of the superpowers and that will sure. have an impact on us. If people are not living happy in those countries which are part of the war, sure. people associated with or, uh, or somehow linked with those countries will also not be very and happy. Even for either. the fact that you know Jamaica depends a lot on remittances and yes. most of our family members who live in the states who could be getting us some kind of you know money for our daily it, it happens if you go to Western Union you go to MoneyGram you see the queues so the, the, the effect could be visibly seen that is on the financial side what are the other sides that people yeah, might not yeah, have definitely looked at? You, you brought up uh, remittances and definitely that is one big aspect where from where uh, many of uh, much of our revenue is generated in a way and sure, income is sure. generated for the country but beside this one of the biggest um, source of income but biggest source of revenue for Jamaica is tourism one of the biggest source. Sure. It is, I was find, uh, looking online on the internet and I found that in 2017, 2017, there was 4.3 million yes. visitors who came to the sure. country. You know, that is more than the population of the country mm, itself. Yeah, it's true. In a year, that many people came. And the economy, it, in US dollars, it was mentioned that it, it went past $3 billion. Yeah. US. And that is 2017. So I'm assuming 2019 yeah, is the most the likely the higher yeah. because we see such so much development sure. in tourism sector. Sure. Right? Our country's job industry, one-fourth of it is associated with tourism. 
so if god forbid there is to be a world war and if we if we assume we're not part of it at all our economy would be severely affected by it there is no doubt about that when there is wars taking place in us in in the uk in you know in sure. these countries are taking part canada G germany if these countries are um involved in some other thing you do, you, do you really think that they will be visiting uh tourist <laughs> people from there will be visiting tourist <laughs> destinations no tourism they happens only when you have you know luxury of time exactly. and peace of mind then you explore exactly. other places and your financial situation sure, needs sure, to be stable sure, for those sure. countries their financial situation in those days you know when war is fought money is basically thrown into into the war into the fire it affects the economy generally and in this case you can you can imagine that none of those people will be coming here and we we will be suffering in a way so that is just one way but ignore the financial side you sure. know that 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 is very major but sure. put that to the other side now now look at our dependence on technology yeah how would we be crippled if there is to be a world war at this point of our, our you know cities our people we move around on oil uh, on oil yeah. on you know petrol i think at the oil side if you could you know um take us to because it th that it, it has become almost like the heart of our economy in recent times oil Yes. Everything depends on oil. Anything. And God forbid should there be a cut in supply of oil and when we say oil we mean petroleum. I want you to take us through so that yes. people who might be listening to us and think that they don't have anything to do with any war yeah. that happens yeah. could I mean yeah you, one might think okay I don't have a car so I have nothing to lose technically. Sure, sure you would be better off then the one who is completely dependent on car but sure. think about it even if you don't own a car how do you get around in the city you take a taxi you take a bus sure. imagine being not having um, that resource of oil not being available how would we mobilize how will we get around do we does each and every person have a bicycle are we fit enough healthy enough to even ride a bicycle, ride a bicycle. on the street sure. whenever a need comes right this is one thing um and as you mentioned that not just uh our uh, moving around but even electricity and many other things are directly dependent on us receiving or our country purchasing oil from other countries oil rich sure. countries and then utilizing it to to power different things in the country so if oil is not there we're not just losing losing our mobility our ability to move around with you know transportation and stuff but rather our electricity goes out our um you know water pumps and what not that, that 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 exists those things will not be available and many other things some of the largest country larger countries in the world you actually brought this up before that larger countries in the world have oil reserves within sure, their countries sure. but even then if you if you notice those oil reserves are uh, not, not for public sold. use yeah they're not for to, to be sold to other countries exactly. they are for their own emergency standby situations exactly for military use sure. and for different reasons and things like that right so it is for those reasons so we don't have those kind of reserves um, when i talk about those kind yeah. of reserves i'm not talking about having just one big place where you can store for maybe for like a 5000 or 10000 liter yeah. of oil i'm talking about where you can run a country for a year without getting any more oil from any other any of the oil uh, oil wells or anything like that that type of resource where you can run a country without any problem for a number of months or even a year we don't have those kind of resources available to us are we ready for a war no absolutely not we we, we can never handle that 
Our modes of communication will be com completely cut. Everything runs on pretty much on electricity. electricity. Yeah. If there is no electricity for anyone, if because of the co you know, the, as I mentioned, the oil and uh, destruction of some other things, um, the 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 you know the communication uh, telecommunication will break down because I mean yeah exactly. they cannot they cannot power their their, exactly. their machine for us exactly. to work on. I mean I have experienced it myself at the mosque that sometimes when there is maintenance work going on, the the phone reception either dies down or gets extremely weak because the local antenna that is conveying has gone away like you know basically out of service in a way right so i'm sure that th when when something like this happens that there is no there's a serious war we will not have electricity as we sort of highlighted but communication will be communi completely cut as well forget about calling somebody in the uk or us we won't even be able to communicate within the uh, within the island you know even on the island we will lose communication with people around us so this is while we are not directly involved in war still facing the um, the impact of the sure. war. So these are just some things I think it, it should give us an idea. No communication, no traveling, no, no mobility, perhaps no electricity and all these other things either. Even if the government has some sort of a contingency, you know, some kind of a plan. Contingency plan, yeah. Exactly, contingency plan just to uh, protect us. But it would not, it cannot be, it can never be to this extent that everybody's life would just be unaffected by whatever is happening in the world. That is not true. We will be affected. God forbid if there is to be a war. And we have to take this threat very seriously and prepare ourselves for it. In our earlier, uh, my earlier intro, I stated that for we, the members of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, we have been on the alert for the past decade because our spiritual leader has warned us I mean, almost like 10 years ago in his book, um, Word Crisis and Pathway to Peace, which we will come to that book later on in our later part of the discussion. But um, within the week, when this high, you know, ten I mean, the tension heightened, I was thinking seriously about some of the situations, God forbid, should there be a war. Particularly, um, you mentioned the oil. And I stated also that the oil has become almost like the heart. It's almost like the, the, the blood that runs in the veins of the international economy. Mm. If for six months, God forbid, there is no supply of oil, crude oil or whatever, we wouldn't have cooking gas, this, I mean, LPG for cooking. So if, for, I mean, for six good months, there is no supply of oil and we don't have that kind of, I mean, storage capacities to have our own storage, which could last us like a month, I mean, a year, like you stated. The, the situation, the danger is going to be very serious. How many of us can rely on our own food stocks without going to the shop or the supermarket and the, you know, the plazas to buy food? And without oil, if ships are not coming, how do we survive? If, as you said, electricity is not on, how do we even communicate? Mm. If you don't have oil, you might have the best cars. How do you move the car out? And the water is another important thing that I, I think we, we need to stress also on that. Now, let's ask ourselves, with one month of no supply of water in our homes, what will be the, the, the chaos? And unfortunately for us in Jamaica, elsewhere from where I come in Africa, I mean in Ghana to be precise, Almost every smaller town, like Old Harbour and other places, you see streams which are working, 
and sometimes you can you know in the case of emergency you can just you know fetch extra, i mean some water either boil it and then maybe use it drinking or whatever as you want driving from my house to the mosque i counted about five streams which have been destroyed and that turned into just um drainage and you see when you drive on the road almost everywhere where you have a bridge a small bridge used to be a stream and that the trees along them have been cut down and there's no water supply so let's ask ourselves this question should there be a situation which would bring about lack of oil provision supply to our countries what are we going to go through how are we going to get water our food that we go to almost like the plazas to buy if all these things are not there so i think it is a dangerous situation we are um you know getting ourselves into and as citizens and people of you know god we should pray harder that we don't see such a day ever in our in our time yes definitely we should we should uh, really hope and pray that this time doesn't come because the effects of it would be extremely devastating let's look at this um, imam tariq in the in the past decade several countries have literally been obliterated destroyed to mention few we have ca- the case of libya and as a person from africa i can tell you on authority that libya used to be one of the best countries in africa of course gaddafi people have their own perception about him and that is not so different from most countries and how the civilians see their their leaders as authoritarian and other things but then there were pledges and you know the hope of going to help the people save them against i mean from gaddafi's um tyranny however libya today has been rendered into a city which does not exist yeah to, to so, so to put afghanistan in the past you know decade has also gone through this iraq and yemen these are just but few countries that have you know been destroyed through different forms of war or under the pretense of people going to help them and they go they achieve their own means and then they destroy the, these countries what is the islamic view on such injustices that are happening to some of these countries injustices you mentioned for somebody who might not know as you you know you even though you have mentioned somebody who does not know what happened to these countries such as iraq libya afghanistan yemen and certain other syria sure, sure. the wars took place they were invaded by or supported by countries from outside such as us or other, other countries. countries and what happened that these countries when you look at their condition before the war and today they were better off far they were better far off. better off far far better off than what they are today that just gives you an idea that you know uh, th- there was no good intention before attacking those countries why were those being attacked because of the greed and pa- you know the control over oil and other resources that these countries possessed this is what is happening around the globe there are certain countries in africa which are re- uh, which are rich in certain other resources sure. not oil but other resources the countries as uh, the superpowers they negotiate with them a deal where they don't have to fight them but they exploit their resources sure those countries especially with the oil ones what is happening is they retaliated and in their retaliation they made uh, other claims that you know because these countries are got, you know like in other words uh, terrorizing the world or their own people therefore let's go and attack them 
So they make you appear in the sight of the world as you know the most dangerous country in the world, and then they come and get rid of you. Exactly. And then as the war is going on, they are taking the oil in exactly. submarines and tanks. Exactly, and that is what is happening. So as you mentioned, thi- this is an injustice that is taking place. The Islamic teaching is that be just even if it be against your own self, even if it be against your father, mother, a sibling or a loved one. You know, testify if you have to against your own self. But unfortunately, even some of the super other superpowers, uh, if they are allies, they would never speak up against sure. the one who is causing the injustice. In most cases, sure. I should say, right? That's one of the problems. But even whichever country it might be, may it be China, may it be U.S., may it be Russia. What needs to happen is that within their own country, there needs to be accountability. That why this injustice is taking place in other places. Just right now, when the U.S. attacked uh, the and assassinated the military leader of Iran. Sure. There was a d- different type of discussion that was taking place on social media. There were people in the U.S. that wanted to say that this is wrong. But because it is a warlike situation, saying such statements for people of that country becomes... A treasonable offense. Exactly. So d- b- because of that fear, they, weren't, they were unsure how they should express their feelings. So this is something is happening that is around the globe that people within the country need to speak up and stop their leaders from these injustices taking place. This is the Islamic teaching that we need to find peaceful uh, and uh, you know diplomatic means to resolve our issues. We need to follow justice. See, I- in the case of just again, I mean, we're using the example again and again of U.S., but e- any country, Russia, China, U.S., whichever of these, whichever of these powers you look at, they're ready to help or so-called help yeah. these other countries wherever these uh, um, injustices are so uh, you know are taking place uh, they say that the m- the ruler there in those countries is wicked tyrant is and wicked and a tyrant and he's 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 leading the country unjustly sure you want let's say y- your intention is pure and you want to help but let's first look at your own country in china what is happening there are s- minorities which are you know being uh, uh, Even Muslims in China. Exactly, sure. exactly. Sure. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. similar case in 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 Russia also, um, oppression against some other. Even in in Canada, you know, the the original people there also have this kind of. In US, this exactly. um, imbalance between I mean the black and the uh, these are things that are happening. The Mexicans sure. and other immigrants, Muslims, many people are being uh, you know uh, are being uh, basically not treated right. And these issues are brought up, but what's happening is we leave our countries, go to other people's countries, and pretend we are going to help. Eventually, we go and we exactly. take almost everything exactly. down. And and I, I think the best way to f- for uh, for a person who wants to see that what has uh, you know uh, happened in these countries is to go and see what these countries were like before, and what are they now. What you know, those big, big and beautiful cities that existed before, are they in a better shape now? Are the people of those countries happier than they were uh, 10, 15, 10 20 years ago, years ago before uh, foreign countries came and invaded them? Or is it the other way around that they were better before and now they are far, far, far worse? Time is um, almost not on our side. Um, let's look at the role of the citizens. What can we do? Should there be 
again we will say god forbid should there be such a war what are some of the measures we can take of course we know we have to pray and we have said it about two or three times that we need to pray is prayer alone enough god almighty has uh, taught us in the holy quran our scripture that prayer uh, it is the most strongest of the you know weapon or means sure. or resources but it is never enough alone you always always have to make an effort and then allah blesses your prayers and in this case also yes first of all intensify our prayers if you from our talk or something else has uh, made you realize that yes the threat is real pray pray more seriously sure. so that god can somehow save us from this wrath that is that is coming upon us upon the world that is number 1 number 2 we should adopt justice on our own instead of supporting a political ruler or a leader or a party uh, just because you know we have been doing so sure. for a number of years instead of doing that we should look at their policies we should look at what kind of policies are they proposing and we should hold them accountable that this is what the promise you made have you fulfilled your promise or not if they have not then we need to you know speak up and voice our opinion and and do that within um lawful me i mean within lawful, lawful means sure, yes sure. as a muslim we always say that uh, uh, we have to be a law abiding citizen sure. of whichever place we are within uh, within the law and uh, remind our leaders that you are supposed to do these 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 things that you promised before uh you came into power sure. and we voted you because you seemed like more just and in a way more upright person than than your opponent not because our forefathers and their forefathers supported you or your party no but because you seemed more upright and more um you know uh, caring for humanity that's why i voted for you and as 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 uh, you know Uh, people we also need to if we want to avoid wars and things like that instead of voting for people who who are instigate like, violence like, like war, war oriented exactly <laughs> yeah. war oriented you can see from their nature sure. the way they talk and the, instead of picking those people we should be voting for those people who are reminding us that uh, we should find diplomatic solutions to our problems sure. rather sure. than let's ban this person or let's do that to these people or something like that those are already you know if if anybody is creating a division based on ethnicity based on race based on religion based on which country you come from these are not people to be voted the, for yeah these persons right off the, these are indications that uh, this kind of a leader would lead us to war sure. right so that's another thing number 3 after the two points that i've mentioned that we should pray or how we can try and avoid the war sure number 1 as you mentioned prayers number 2 reminding and choosing our leaders more carefully number 3 which is we are the, the war of the threat of the war is sure. very real so therefore we should be prepared for it as well okay what i mean by that is what kind of preparation basically exactly sure. uh preparation for example if god forbid we um if the war breaks out before uh anything is arranged by the government to take care of the people around us or some local organization manage and muster you know their resources and start to help us out individuals sure. individuals in the beginning it will be an extreme chaos people would be you know doing uh, unspeakable things just to survive at that sure. time so at for due to that reason we need to have the basic necessities uh, each one of us 
should prepare their own basic necessities and save them and put them to the side. Necessities like uh, maybe food, uh, non-perishable food uh, stuff. Exactly, exactly. Uh, th- th- there are pr- plenty of these lists sure. available on the internet. Sure. Uh, they are there. They are there to help people. As a matter of fact, I mean, uh, in Canada, the government has prepared a list. They have prepared two different types of lists. They have prepared a 72-hour, meaning three-day sure. emergency preparedness kit. And then there is one for longer. Okay. So the purpose is so that if you have something to survive for for the smaller period, if you get through that time, maybe something can be managed later sure, on by, by the community. Help might come or exactly. something like that. But if you're not even ready for that much, that means that you know when something like that would uh, take place war god forbid takes place you have nowhere to go you have no means no resources and even feeding your children might become impossible at that time and that's not something uh, a pleasant side that's not something any of us wishes for um there's a list there's several lists available online if anyone no, is I think interested they, need it, uh, they can even send us yeah. a message and we can send exactly. some of those because exactly. it's quite they a lengthy list and we exactly. cannot deal our number is 876 283-9533 We'll be more than happy to provide this list and uh, each of us should be ready and having these things. One other thing I will just mention in there which you brought up actually uh, last time we had this discussion that w- by the grace of God most of us whatever size home we have we have some kind of a garden there. Yeah, yeah, I was going Are we using that garden? Sure. Are we planting anything there? Right? When something, a situation comes, we are very fortunate in Jamaica that uh, we can pretty much grow things almost, almost everything all around the year sure, even. Sure. To an extent, we can grow something all around the year. Countries like Canada or Germany or UK, their weather does not permit them. But we are sure. very fortunate that something generally can be grown throughout the year or most months of the year. So we should try, try some, some what, what is popularly called here, backyard garden. Backyard and garden, I think yeah. also, if possible, we can also invest in solar energy. As we said, the list is, we have a, a lengthy list. If people need it, they can send us a text message and then we would um, send them the list. So now let's look at the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the efforts of our, of our spiritual leader. We have said it about two times in this program that our spiritual leader has been warning us for the past 10 years. Can you take us through the efforts of our spiritual leader and particularly in reference to his book, the book that he wrote, Basically, it is, uh, the book is a compilation of letters he wrote to world leaders to make sure this war doesn't come. And it appears um, people have not paid, the, the world leaders have not paid attention. Can you take us through? Yes. Uh, whenever there is an appointee of God that comes into the world, a prophet or, in this case, uh, a successor of a to prophet, a prophet yeah. uh, that person reminds us that how we can avoid destruction, how we can avoid punishment of you know God coming to us. These are th- you know a basic responsibility of someone who is appointed by God. So th- for this reason, the the leader of our community, the spiritual head of our community, His Holiness Mirza Masrur Ahmad, uh, there is a book published by him, and the book is called World Crisis and Pathway to Peace. And this book basically covers his lectures that he has delivered in several places in different places and you know around the world it includes his uh, lecture that he delivered to uh, you know to the politicians in the uk parliament his lecture that he delivered at the european union parliament that that is in brussels belgium his 
address that he delivered at the Capitol Hill in the U.S., where the the senators and different uh, politicians of the U.S. Uh, you know, uh, of basically of U.S. sit and have their meetings. He delivered a lecture there. He delivered a lecture uh, at the military headquarters of Germany. That lecture is part of this book as well. Then there is another lecture he delivered in Tokyo. That is part of this. The Netherlands Parliament, New Zealand Parliament. He delivered these lectures and these lectures are part of this book. So in uh, basically he has gone around the world telling the politicians directly that you need to adopt justice. So in, in this book, it also includes the letters that he wrote to heads of state and other major figures. It includes a letter he wrote to uh, His Holiness Pope Benedict, okay. the current Pope, basically. Sure. And also, uh, it includes it to the, the letter that he wrote to the U.S. Uh, president, to the Prime Minister of Israel, to the leader of Iran, to the leader of Canada, um, and also to the leader of Saudi Arabia, and to the leader of China, U.K., Germany, France. So basically, he has addressed them directly and he has written different letters to them addressing their different situations that they face in the world and, uh, and the basically what they bring to, to the table or how they are leading us toward the war or how they can help us in avoiding such war. Interestingly, all the parties that are um, you know, strong figures in this possible war, he has written letters to all these presidents, these heads of states. This is uh, what a spiritual leader can do and he is doing, our leader is doing. Because he is reaching out, he's not afraid of the consequences of what these leaders will say, but rather he's reminding them. Because the situation, I mean, I don't have time to go uh, explain it at length, but I have picked out a couple of quotations sure, sure, you can uh, from Iran and the U.S. that okay. he has written to both sure, sure. the parties currently involved. In yeah, you are choosing them because of their circumstance in the, in the current situation. Exactly. Okay, so... So he writes to the to the leader of Iran, he says, this is our uh, spiritual, spiritual head. head. Yeah. He says, indeed, if any country transgresses against your country, naturally you have the right to defend yourself. However, as far as possible, disputes should be resolved through diplomacy and negotiation. This is my humble request to you, that rather than using force, use dialogue and try to resolve Conflicts. And this is exactly what has happened. Exactly. Now, what, what was the letter he wrote to the U.S.? Um, so, again, and you know, in the in the letter that he wrote to the President of uh, United States, uh, he mentioned how the country, uh, the world is basically before the Second World War, th sure. what the financial condition of the world was like, and eventually that led to World War Three. Could you could you just um, for for the sake of having read out of Iran? At least it would be good to read some portion yes, from that letter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we can so after uh, reminding that the war is uh, around, you know, seems to be very near, sure. he wrote, My request to you, this is to the President of US, My request to you and indeed to all world leaders is that instead of using force to suppress other nations, use diplomacy, dialogue and wisdom. The major powers of the world, such as the United States, should play their role towards establishing peace. They should not use the acts of smaller countries as a pretext to disturb world harmony. Currently, nuclear arms are not only possessed by the United States and other major powers. Rather, even relatively smaller countries now possess such weapons of mass destruction, where those who are in power are often trigger-happy leaders who act without thought or consideration. 
Thus it is my humble request to you to strive your utmost to prevent the major and minor powers from erupting into a third world war. And then he goes on to say that don't think that these things are, are, are something that, you know, are, are, are fictional or the effects would are something bearable. No, they're extremely severe. Do you have the date of that letter, if, if it is part of the... Yes, absolutely. This letter to, to the President of U.S. was written on 8th March 2012. Okay. And the letter to Iran was written on 7th March 2012. That okay. is the date that they were written and sent out. And, and there, there is a lesson for the leaders of these countries even today. Thank you very much, um, Imam Tariq, and for um, having taken us through. Uh, today we looked at the threat of World War III and the effects thereof. And I believe we have taken listeners through some of the devastating consequences that could follow should there be a World War. And as we stated, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community have been doing our part as a religious community um, through the efforts of our spiritual leader warning world leaders for the past almost 10 years about the need to adopt justice and also uh, use diplomacy and peaceful resolution to conflicts unlike resorting to war. This is all that time would allow us on today's show and to my dear listeners I say a big thank you and also to Imam Tariq for having uh, spent some time with us today on Voice of Islam until we come your way next time with another interesting episode here on Voice of Islam, it is Assalamu Alaikum. May the good Lord protect all of us from any such a catastrophic war and also keep all of us safe. From the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, it is love for all and hatred for none. Assalamu Alaikum. Salli ala nabiyyina Salli ala muhammadin Salli ala Salli ala rahimina Salli ala muhammadin Salli ala karimina